I must have been busy that day. Really? It was last year. Somebody made a mistake and everybody in Hawaii got a text message. Oh, I do remember. I do remember that. There's a nuke on the way. Yikes. And the nuclear expert I interviewed was taking a social media detox that oh, day. Oh, no. Like her one job. And her best friend was in Hawaii. So it's like it's like the nightmare of taking a social media detox is. That, well, there was a movie at Sundance called. I can't remember, but it's about two hipsters that are like, we're putting our phones away. We're going out to nature. We're going to detox. We're going to connect with Mother Earth. And they go and it's the day the world ends that they do that. Wow. It's a whole ass movie. Wow. It's an indie. We haven't even started. And here we are. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen and everyone who listens to this podcast, I am so excited to bring you an episode with my very good friend, Chris Reinecker. He's Chris. He's Chris Reinecker with Wine and Weed. He's really fun and he likes to be seen. He's got a thing about being on camera. He put on his jean jacket with Kelsey Dara. Hey, that was pretty good. <sighs> I'm tired. You got to freestyle with us more. I used to do it. It's a deep, really? deep secret that I don't tell anyone that I used to do it. All the time. <laughs> Why don't you find me and Keith in the corner of parties? Because I'm white and so are we. Fucking nerdy. I don't know. I so sh- are we. Okay, I've gone way off topic. Chris, can I tell you s- about something real fast okay. before we start? Okay. I am so excited to do this because I put out a call to my listeners that I don't make any money off this podcast. I self-produce it. We make no money. And guess what? People heard that and were like, "You should be making money." And so. They gave us an ad. Congratulations. So I'm going to read this, but it's not just an ad because this is a service I've been using for at least a year now, and it's called BetterHelp. And mm. BetterHelp is therapy anywhere you need it. Mm. Okay? So there's four ways to do it. Okay? You can talk. You can chat. You can phone. You can video. You can even text your therapist. I text my therapist all the time. I Love my therapist. This is not part of the ad read. I love my therapist. I do therapy once a week on my FaceTime and I lay in my bed and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that's the way I needed therapy to go. I didn't need to like drive halfway across LA and like sit in someone else's room and environment and like have that weird status level. I lay in bed in my pajamas and like eat my breakfast and therapize and it's wonderful. So I want to tell you a little bit more about BetterHelp. <laughs> okay, if there's something interfering I feel like with, I'm being used. Yeah, you should feel like it because I'm shouting. But you get in your, your face. money, girl. No, but I'm I'm telling you how much this service has helped me because I, if you have any happiness or uh, issues preventing, wait, what did I just say? If you have anything that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp. Online counseling is there for you. Okay, you can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. And they have licensed professionals who are specialized in. Are you ready? Drum roll. Can you give me a drum roll? Depression, anxiety, stress, relationships, trauma, sleeping, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, and grief and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, okay? And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can literally, like, break up with them and get a new one without them noticing at any time you want. So if you're unhappy and you don't have to have that awkward like situation where you're like, "Ooh, this isn't working out." You just drop them and you get a new one. That's that like makes sense. that's one of my favorite parts about it. Uh, there's over 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide. And the best part is you can start doing it in under 24 hours. You can do it on desktop, web, you can do it on their app, phone sessions. 
Uh, they have broad expertise in the network, which may not locally be available in many areas for you. So if you have a specialized matter, like say you live in the Midwest and you need LGBT matters, you can use BetterHelp for that. And the best part is financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, convenient, professional, affordable. So the best of all is it's truly affordable, which is why confidently insecure listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CI. So why not get started today, girl? Go better. Go to betterhelp.com slash CI. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you won't love, Chris. Okay, that's betterhelp.com slash CI. You said good ads. You think? I yeah. I I don't know if you noticed from my content, but I'm I'm rather cynical about ads. But I feel like you are really good at like. Well, I really believe I really do use BetterHelp. I know, I know. But also, <laughs> even on your Instagram, you're like, here's a company, here's blah blah. And for some reason, there's something about me that I'm like, I don't want to be a. You know what consumerism. though? It's because I say no to a lot of stuff. Because really? I I yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna be that person that does. Like if you see me, you do seem like you genuinely. It's because I do. It's like all those. I'm not gonna name the brand because it's not a brand deal. But all those pictures I have, those picture frames on my wall. Yeah, that's for a company. I actually love them and use them. And someone in my apartment building bought them the other day. I saw the box on their stuff. Anyway, Chris, we haven't even introduced you. Wow, look at this. It comes. Chris Reinecker. Wow, look at Chris Reinecker. Let me do an ad read for Chris Reinecker. Yeah, do it. Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And today's subject, you might think, is a little taboo, a little weird. You might be a little uncomfortable with it. But you know who's going to be uncomfortable with us? That is Chris Reinecker. Chris Reinecker is not only a podcast host for Wine and Weed, who you guys know with Stilo and his little dogs, but he's also my friend, a very good writer, an incredible actor. I mean, gosh, how many videos did we make at BuzzFeed where people just ejaculated when they saw our acting skills? Orgasms everywhere. Yeah, and you so you were a producer at BuzzFeed for a very long time, and now you're doing a million other things, but most importantly, you're here because you are not an expert on something that I think is such an interesting topic, which is, drumroll, the end of the world. Yeah, I'm here in February to talk about the end of the world. What's my mission? Is is something happening in February? Well, all February long, I'm dropping this series called Getting Bombed, (laughs) where I sit down in a bunker and I talk to nuclear experts about the end of the world. Wait. And we drink while we do it. I was going to say, if we it's called drink, getting bombed. We take sake bombs. We took Irish car bombs, which I know are offensive. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, Wait, we Irish took, car? Oh. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's a drink named after a terrorist attack. But I also yeah. thought that was kind of like on brand with the show is yeah, we're taking yeah, yeah. something very yeah, serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're trying to make it approachable, uh, fun, silly. There's this amazing animator um who animated all the episodes uh-huh. and when can you watch it it's coming out on f- the first episode airs february 8th on my channel oh my god that's soon chris reinecker yeah um by the way i have to tell you there is dog hair everywhere because barry is allergic to chicken and part of his allergy is that he lost all of his hair so not only will it be on the <laughs> microphone but it's also in your mouth in my <laughs> mouth that's why yeah but, uh, what's your name? Chris was like, just give him some chicken. And I said, no, he's allergic to chicky. Yeah. Now we found out. He's whatever. Uh, so that's why we might be coughing and pulling shit out of uh, the in between our teeth. But that that show sounds so cool, which we will talk about in a little bit. But I do just want to put out uh, a little trigger warning because talking about the end of the world used to 
give me panic attacks. And it wasn't until it's scary for sure. It, it wasn't until I heard uh, some podcast host once talk about life and death with um, who's the star guy. Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. said, I like to think of death the same way I like to think about my life before I was born in which I don't think about it at all, which made me weirdly comforted in that. Like, wow. Neil deGrasse Tyson coming for history. Like only <laughs> science matters. History doesn't like, no, he, no, he, I get what you mean. You don't, you don't remember shit about before you were born. And to me, I find comfort in knowing that like, I think maybe everything just kind of like turns off when you die. Oh, we, we're going to go here? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I will, I will. I've been thinking about it. I mean, I grew up very religious, and I believed in a heaven and a hell for a very long time. And I do think, I do think something has to happen with your bits and pieces and soul, right? I'm so used to doing a podcast format that I don't know if it's okay to just fucking talk, talk. about it. Because one of my one of my close friends just passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it's it's got me thinking a lot about death. And yeah. it's interesting because one of my friends who passed away was kind of a staunch atheist. Mm. And he was a big, you know, in he was a debater and he was mm. a great writer. And a lot of the times his point would be a little bit nihilistic. Like he's really mm. funny, mm-hmm. and a dark sense of humor. But it's interesting now dealing with the death of an atheist mm. because there's a whole like Oh, it's it's a different thing to process. You believed in afterlife? I believe in something. You just don't know what? I don't. I, d- I, th- I think that everybody's doing their best at digging. Yeah. Like uh, Christianity digs a hole and uh, Islam digs a hole and meditation digs a hole and astrology digs a hole. <laughs> and they're all trying to. F- it's all the same water mm-hmm. they're trying to get to. And to think that one hole is the right way to get to the water That's is really stupid. That's what I say every week. <laughs> <laughs> if you only think about one hole uh expand your possibilities like it's about the water at the bottom so whoa I also but is the water at the bottom like still consciousness uh i think that it's beyond our understanding really it's mm. like barry trying to speak english he can't he doesn't know it's i think for us to think that we'll understand <laughs> everything it's yeah. like it's beyond us we're the smartest human being we're the smartest creatures that on we Earth. know of we're not the smartest creatures in the universe do we know that like what it, wouldn't it be sad if we are we're not we're, wouldn't it be sad if we are it's very very like narcissistic to think that we are the smartest beings i think it's narcissistic because it's all we've really known (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's very like you know they thought the world was flat and then it's it's to me it's like a very obvious you have to admit you know nothing yeah my point being i mean that's about this it was interesting like i i I in a way like prayed to him Mm. and i went if you can hear me first of all Haha, I won. (laughs) Got you. And I like to imagine that he can hear me. Laughed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. So that's interesting that you prayed to him. I like that. Because, like, if the idea is consciousness and that's it, it is nice to think that, I don't know, there's like an amorphous amoebus blob of his spirit floating around in some sort of like dewy cloud yeah it's like an energy right yeah well yeah i mean i don't know how much you want me to dive into no there's no really like well it's weird there's usually no format to this podcast but now i'm starting to make a format what's (laughs) interesting is as i was driving home i was i was going up the coast and i was uh traveling with somebody i was going to show them my hometown and i i got off an exit early in my hometown Mm -hmm. 
and I never do. I always mm. get off in the village of Arroyo Grande. I have been to your house. Village. Oh, yeah. I met your father. Well, you've been to my dad's house, which wasn't in the village of Arroyo oh, Grande. Oh, never mind. Uh, but, but I got off an exit early where my friend had passed away, mm. and I randomly was like, oh, yeah, my one of my best friends lived there, and then I told stories about him. Never the way I've ever introduced my hometown, ever. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that he had passed away the night before, later that day. And then I walked into a little winery in my hometown after I heard the news and um, Imagine was playing. Imagine mm-hmm. There's No Heaven, which was mm-hmm. very him. Mm-hmm. And it was by and it was a cover by Jack Johnson, which I had never heard. And he like knew Jack Johnson Whoa. years before anybody else. So this else was like the Johnson. universe. It was just to me. It was like there's a lot of something synchronicities. going on. I called one of my other friends we grew up with. I told him and he was like, that's so weird. He's like, I don't dream that much about people from my hometown. I had a dream about him on <sighs> Friday. I was like, that's See, the that night. See, that to me is the universe. And I, I just Energy. think like that, whatever that is, I think it's yeah. beyond our understanding the same way i think dreams are beyond our understanding dude i could talk about dreams for a very long time you got it <laughs> we got i like how this, I is, this is a stonier <laughs> podcast than the podcast okay. i get stoned on listen speaking of the podcast you get stoned <laughs> on wine and weed let's introduce our first segment uh i wanted to do like a mini segment about us doing our own little wine and weed minus the wine and minus the weed a because i'm sober and b because i'm sad that every podcast you ever go on you have to be i know drunk or sober look it's not all my doing this this getting bombed for example the concept was pitched to me it's not like i'm just like what's an opportunity for me to drink it just happened drunk again oh my god i I know you know getting drunk and getting high is a is like a a quick fix to make things fun well it's it's also a way for us comics to access a different part of our brain it's not always the best or funniest but sometimes it's just like i wouldn't have thought of that sober yeah i also i mean with both both wine and weed and getting bombed it is what I love is a stupid way to approach a smart topic. Mm. It's like we're trick you into like wine and weed. You're like, oh, it's a party. And then you get there and we're talking about systematic racism. Yeah. And we're talking and you about and Stilo have such a good banter. And like you, I, I just know your personality <laughs> so well. And to hear, I think like a straight white dude talk about a, a, a diversity of topics is so, uh, you're not expecting you to be the way you are, I think. Because oh, nice. especially if people don't know you and they're just like, why am I going to care about this? Like, yeah, guys, it's, it's for those of you who don't know, Stilo is not a straight white yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm the straight white dude. Stilo is a straight black dude. Yeah. Um, and we have an array of different guests. We've yeah. got a bunch of guests from a lot of different backgrounds, which yeah. I really appreciate. And we have an unaired episode. Guys, one of the last days I ever drank was on Chris's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we have an unaired episode with Kelsey that we just talked about earlier. We plan to air one on the one-year anniversary. Of my sobriety. <laughs> because uh, it, it was like... It was only our seventh or eighth episode, and it was like, this is too much. And to be honest, this isn't our format. Our format isn't get wasted. <laughs> our format is like, get a little tipsy. It was also Pride in Los Angeles. Yes, Day Pride. Which so is I, our fault in a way for scheduling it. I had thing. also just had knee surgery. So listen, I was I not sober that. to begin with. I sh- what do you mean you didn't know? No, I, I didn't showed know up that there was another <laughs> mix in the cocktail. And no Stilo was pretty fucked up too. Stilo was also coming from a party, but he had a yeah. Yeah, I was and worse. I, I showed up and and I was like, oh wow. It was like two toddlers screaming at each other, and Chris called me the next day and he's like, hey. <laughs> and first of all, I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, this episode. I'm like, 
I filmed an episode with you last night. <laughs> it was, I, uh, so it, it, will, it will be released one day, and I think yeah. it will be very funny. But the, I think you'll actually love it The eventually. podcast format is that you drink wine and you smoke weed and you talk about subjects. So I thought we would do a very tiny little yes. mini wine and weed without the wine and weed. So I have three topics I would love to talk about. Trigger warning, the first one is about the death of Kobe and oh. the uh uh, conversation surrounding his complicated history. Um, I want to give ourselves only like two minutes to talk about each thing because this is a mini version of your show. Okay. But I know on your show, you guys dig a lot deeper. And again, you do cover an array of topics. So I tried to make these like as interesting as indifferent as possible. Cool. Okay. How do you start your show again? Um, we, we start with a banter. We start with just talking and then we do AKAs. Okay. We already did banter. We do it. We do it. Hey, it's Chris, a.k.a. So um, do you have any AKAs? In a, you're the, I name you I'm an AKA, AKA the right? I'm AKA I'm AKA your new baby daddy, AKA the mustache maven, <sighs> AKA. These are names I've been given. These aren't names yeah, I've chosen. Yeah, can I give you one? Yeah. The ADHD Enigma. Ooh, the ADHD Enigma. I said this to Chris yesterday and he got insulted that I called him an ADHD Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you were having lunch with my manager. I went, oh, you manage Chris? Wow, that's something, because he's an ADHD enigma. <laughs> and no, I was I like, said, well, that I said, sounds, well, you thought that was a compliment. <laughs> it doesn't really sound like it in a professional context. I said, like, wow, that speaks a lot about you as a manager, because Chris is an ADHD. <laughs> Yeah, I just laughed so hard. Something came I out of my I get what you meant. It's because I I am like, oh, I want to do You're an unscripted show, and I want to yeah, write yeah. this, and mm -hmm. I want to put on a music thing, yeah. and I want to, you know, I I do want to do a lot of things at once. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so that's my AK. I get what you mean. I am ADK ADHD Enigma. I'll use that this week. Okay, I'm just Kelsey. Um, okay, so our first topic is. <laughs> you don't have any AKs. Uh, Kelsey. Wazilla, okay. that's what my nickname was in high school. Okay. I, I can't go into that further because um, there's a legal case out again. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, listen. This podcast is called Confidently Secure, the podcast where I'm absolutely sure I don't know everything. And I've been feeling a type of way about this, the death of Kobe. And I feel like you coming on this podcast, you the way you guys talk about subjects is so interesting that I was like, maybe Chris can help me. Uh, navigate through my feelings about the death of Kobe because yeah. I'm sure you've been thinking about it for your show too. Yeah. Um. As we all know, him, his daughter, and uh, uh, seven other people were tragically taken in a helicopter accident. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know, where have you been? Um. And Terrible. He, he has a very complicated past in that in I believe it was 2003 he was tried and then the case was tossed for sexually assaulting a hotel worker where in the case he they it didn't go to trial but then she filed a civil lawsuit against him and uh, they settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money and in his response to the end of that chapter of his life he said in hindsight i realized what i thought consent was not consent to someone else and so people took that as he's admitting he was wrong he's admitting he you know trigger warning he raped her and that he was labeled race or rapist and now people are totally diminishing his legacy as a father and as a um as a, a, a 
uh, a person who did good for the community, not only for the black community, but uh, women's basketball community, for underprivileged children community. It's like erasing all the athletic community, yeah, for, for mental health community, for mindset, yeah. for a lot, a lot of things. And so. I think people are are. I'm seeing one or the other. I'm seeing I mourn him as a icon and as a legend, or how dare you mourn a rapist? I I mean, I have a few different opinions on this. I, I think that people who are immediately saying how dare you mourn a racist are clout chasers. Rapist. Or, or for a rapist are, are clout chasers. Mm. I think they're chasing clout. I think they're going, everyone's talking about Kobe right now and let me make it about me because mm. I'm going to get retweets. Mm. I think it's a very Baked Alaska thing to do. Ooh, I, Baked what Alaska is this <laughs> alt-right personality that worked with us at BuzzFeed and yeah. my observation of him rising in the alt-right was just that he would he would take shock statements and right. say them for clout. And but like I, I think I, I don't respect me, that at which all. Which I feel like is different than a retweet. I've had people DM me saying I can't, support you like i'm following on you because you posted that picture of like kobe and his daughter walking into heaven together with their jerseys on i i think i think i also think in people's lives they they exist in a lot of different contexts yeah they're more than one thing and i think what kobe did in a time that we weren't getting from a lot of men was him sort of admitting that he was at fault that he can learn from this and that he can grow from it. Yeah. That's and, what I think. And maybe that was, you know, PR cover up. Maybe like at the end of the day, he was a shitty person, but I think the way people are speaking about him with his family as a father and the relationship he had with, you know, young women and, and as a coach, as a, as a mentor, I don't know that I can, I just don't believe one person is that a person is the sum of one bad experience. Yeah. And I also think that if people, we need to give people the opportunity to learn and grow and talk about past mistakes like that, or else you're going to divide society into these two different aspects of people who like, it's just going to polarize people. It's like going to be so right and so left. Like there's no meeting in the middle. I mean, I, I don't I, I think that is a very extreme example of somebody doing something wrong like we don't have we don't I can't say that many of us have th- a rape accusation right. under our belt but at the same time like you know I don't know there's there's so many positives mm-hmm. that this person has done uh, which you is know, hard because you could say that about like <sighs> You could, you, can, you could technically say, say that, that about, about Weinstein. A lot you of technically could. Well, you technically could say. But Weinstein is over and over and over and over and over and over again. Kobe is once. Well, that we know of. Yeah, but it's right? but it's once that we know of, and Weinstein is over. Weinstein is over Weinstein. and over and over and over and over again. I guess too, I have to say that like, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. We could keep going on and on. I just wanted to like get that feeling out of like, I don't know, like listeners, I don't know if like I should feel sad or happy. Like I don't feel happy that he's gone. I don't feel happy about what happened I mean, to him. Just think about how I don't think he deserved it. Like I don't. I will say though that in in a time like this, I think the best thing you can do is reach out to anyone that you know that is a survivor and just check in on them. I think that's my that's the way at least I'm combating my feelings of insecurity a, about lack of opinion about his death. Yeah, I mean, I I just I just think there's so so much he meant to so many people. Um and I, I think in a that's positive hard, way. In a positive way. Yeah. And I think that's hard to. And I think people uh, will chalk that up to be easily like 
oh, because he was good at basketball. But like, no, I think if you dig in, you can it's see not a lot because, more. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 this person had the God-given uh, ability to be mm-hmm. good at basketball. And then he became this mecca of what mm-hmm. it is to work hard. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he's done became so a girl many dad. things for so many yeah. communities. And loved his kids yeah. so much. If, if nothing so else, apparent. this was somebody's father. And yeah. somebody lost their, three people lost their father. Yeah. And somebody lost their husband and their daughter. And for you to Oof. try to make that about you. Yeah. Is is is, is kind of like fucked up yeah and like uh, again like i think i'm just coming at it from what i've seen in my dms where it's coming from survivors is it tri- or they're, it's triggering, triggering them yeah well I, I don't know I, I under i i me. yeah like yeah. like a lot of bad things Ha- happen you're not I, wrong to, to feel be honest I, yeah. I i i get how that one individual may be triggered by that to mm-hmm. be like it's a terrible thing happened to me one night and now the world is celebrating celebrating someone it. who did something like that you know, yeah i don't know i don't know i'm gonna be sound fucked up if i say that well I, you I, I, are speaking on a pretty feminist podcast yeah i don't i don't is she triggered by every time she's reminded of kobe is she triggered by looking around at her millions of dollars and being reminded oh of kobe? you're talking about because the, the she survivor. got a lot of money in the settlement so i i don't that's the one person i would be concerned about the other people need look i, I don't I, think they're working think, through their issues yeah. well if kobe is triggering them and, oh that's that, an interesting take i think that they can work through their and issues and the money thing like i have to way. say I think people would say like, do you think she would rather have $10 million and not have been raped? Or do you think, you know, she's, Oh, okay? that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying no, no. Anything I know. that reminds yeah. you of this part that remind it's just such a, it's, it's a gymnast, it's a mental gymnastics that yeah. like that. I, I, I wish you well on working through the trauma that you have, but like, I don't, yeah. that's not society's. And I think I'm also speaking to job. women that didn't uh, like, uh, uh, I'm worried about canceled. the money thing. No, you won't. Uh, because we don't do that to our our guests, d- dear confidants. We know that that the people who are people not can have opinions. People be sad about Kobe's death are the same people who are canceling. Fair, okay. But also, like maybe that things that happen to women that didn't get money or justice or the ability to even sue or speak out. I hear you. I see you. Yes. My heart is with you. Sure. Okay, let's move on to our second wine and weed topic, which is the Super Bowl will have just happened last night oh, when this podcast comes out. I'm such a sports guy. Sports, 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 sports. Passing the ball, making kicks, jerseys. Catching the ball. Um, The 49ers, San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will have played last night, and I would just like to get your predictions. I want the 49ers to win. Because? I'm a California boy. Did you know my what did you know? Did you know my grandpa was like the travel agent for the 49ers when he was alive? He's dead. I never met him. No. But so I that's like that. why I'm supporting the 49ers. Oh, I just I like San Francisco. Oh, cute. I yeah. truly don't give a shit about this, but what I do give a shit about like usual millennial women is the halftime show. Do you know who's playing Ooh. or who had played last night? J-Lo is playing? Yes. Yeah. That's what I have opinions on is it's J-Lo and Shakira are oh, headlining Shakira. the halftime show. And yeah. it will be the first Super Bowl halftime show since the NFL and Jay-Z struck a deal that put Jay-Z's company Rock Nation in place to lead the league's endeavors in music and entertainment. Mm. So this was the first choice. I have so many opinions on this. First of all, I have nothing against J-Lo. Let me say that. I have nothing against Jayla. Oh, but, but why do we... Is she putting out music right now? Like, what is she doing? Why do we care so much? I think the Super Bowl loves legends. 
Ooh, so a you hot take. gotta you or I would even I would even but go Shakira? far. I would go further. <laughs> I would say the Super Bowl loves icons. Okay. Because another thing we do on Wine and Weed is every once in a while we'll rank legends, icons, legends, and stars. Oh wow, big difference. So for example, Scooby Doo, icon, <laughs> Goofy icon, Airbud, legend, mm, maybe an icon. No, Lassie, not an icon. I'd say legend. Who's a star dog? Uh, you know, like fucking Droopy. Who the fuck is Droopy? Exactly. Okay. You know, like uh, I love that. Every time I think of Scooby Doo, I think of you now. But uh, what do you think about my hairy legs? Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to <laughs> put aside my biases. Oh, thank you for admitting that yeah. you have them. Oh yeah, Jared I looked will down lie. at your legs and I was like, whoa. Jared will lie. Straight it just looks to my like face. man legs. I he mean, will that's say just he what likes I'm used them. To. Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, babe, I love them. And then in couples therapy, we found out that he doesn't. He's having trouble getting past his biases. I, I, okay. It's one thing that I don't really mind that girls are always like, ah, it's like when oh, you have spiky hair. legs. Armpit hair. I'm sorry, it's the same. I thing. love hair. I'm but but when girls have spiky, spiky legs, like, like, oh, I, I need this to is shave. soft. I kind of like spiky this, little legs. Oh, ew! Like when they like, I need to shave. Don't touch my legs. I'm like, oh no, I kind of like the little spike. That you are the minority, sir. but that's too far. So speaking of Shakira, IMO um, for me <laughs> for my personal preference. Which why you is Shakira? Shakira is an international icon. Why is Shakira? What has? Am oh, I I I'm not aware that a lot of the world speaks Spanish. Whoa! First of all, how fucking dare you? She's huge. What is Shakira done recently? She's an icon living. I only know her as whatever, whatever. No, there's so many more probably that that and, we don't know I, about. I bet they're new fucking ones. Let's look it up, can we? Okay, yeah, do go you have for the it. Time? I mean, what do you mean? Do I have the time? It's my podcast. <laughs> And we're recording in my living room. And that's not to say I don't think both of them don't deserve it. I'm so thrilled two women, two women of color are doing this. And I'm confused because wouldn't you like try and get Billie Eilish or like fucking who else just won shit? Um, Lizzo. I just feel like they're outdated. Lizzo's too new. Billie Eilish Eilish is too new. You need you need icons like you need Red Hot Chili Peppers playing the Super Bowl. I could not tell you one song though. So I can tell you Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, you can. Uh, I will tell you. Here's here. You want to know why? Because here's when Super Bowl made the mistake. Oh, in 2013, I believe, LMFAO. Played the fucking halftime show. What and is how that? embarrassed are you that Wait, we let that happen? Are they the ones that did the hamster commercial with the with the green tissue box cars? They're the they're party I think that's the same band. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, why was that bad? Because they are not icons. <laughs> they are not at the level to play a Super Bowl show. You had Prince plays the Super Bowl. Michael Lady Jackson Gaga. plays the Super Bowl. Lady Gaga plays the Super Bowl. Madonna plays the and Super Bowl. And now it's like... LMFAO <laughs> does not get to play the Super Bowl. Do you know how out of touch I am with music is that when you said LMFAO, I thought that was... LFO, which did I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch, yeah. and I was like, we let them do this. No, <laughs> actually, in two thousand and one, which I think is one of the greatest Super Bowl performances wow, of all time. Oh, I love Super You're Bowl. Old. You want to talk Super Bowl performances? No, I don't I'm know anything. Down. Maybe this is ninety nine. Actually, it was it was um, Aerosmith, In Sync, Run DMC, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, what? Nelly, what? All in the same freaking halftime show. Shut up. Yeah. It's an awesome performance. Wait, 
that's so many that's, that's a, that that's, that's actually, a concert with a football show. It's also really impressive because that that's 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 the peak because Chef they kick. were super popular at the moment. Mm-hmm. They 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 wound up being icons, but at the moment you never really knew. They were that's why they, they had to put like five of them yeah. together. Wow! And then they had Aerosmith, who are icons, who are to wrap it up. Well, they did walk this way. They all did walk this way together with Run DMC and Aerosmith. Damn, that's that's, that's the halftime show that you need to try. Okay, to live so let up me ask to. you this: Do you who do you think will be a surprise cameo? Remember, this happened last night, so I need a guess. Who? I mean, I think Outcast deserves to. Pl- Outcast is a, is our icons. Okay, all, that should be playing a Super Bowl halftime show with. It's um, in Miami. With Fergie? What? That's not Outcast, Outcast is it? No, Outcast <laughs> is hey yeah, uh, Outcast is Which Andre three thousand and Big Boy. In? Fergie's in Black Eyed Peas. Oh shit! Did they play the Super Bowl? Probably. Okay. I so you like think Outcast will pop up? I don't ha- think, they think they will, but uh, I think they Outcast should. Outcast popped up. Last or like Ludacris. Like we need like a. Ooh. We need someone from hip hop who is like a icon. I'm gonna go bold here and say motherfucking Jay Z is gonna pop in. Just oh, pull us maybe. selfish. Maybe. This is Jay-Z my Z could do a now. halftime show. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't. Okay, let's go to the more more uh let me let me go back to the more relevant uh question is who do you think won last night? The 49ers or the I, Kansas City I don't Chiefs? think that's more relevant. I Good don't point. think your listeners think that's no, more. No, I don't think so either. either. I'm gonna go with 49ers. I'm also going with 49ers okay. by three. Let's move on to our last and final Four, mini going, wine and weed. 36 episode. to 33. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna go 14 to 2. Two. <laughs> oh, okay. Low scoring game. Aren't they statistically low scoring? Not always. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of college football. Um, last episode topic of mini wine and weed without the wine or the weed is: Have you watched Netflix's show The Circle? Oh my god. Okay, you don't need to have to talk about this. Okay, but. I have. I'm obsessed. Everyone's watching about it. Everyone's talking about it on Twitter. It is like the hot toppy of all time recently with it being a reality show that's really interesting because it's about a group of people that live in a house that never see or speak to each other. And the only way they can talk to each other is through like the thing called the circle, which is basically like an, uh, how do I say this word without her lighting up? Through an Alexa. That's how they talk to each other is through an app. That like texts and messages and they play so games. So they basically have like a little smarter child. Yes, and then the the one at the end who's most popular wins the circle. It is interesting. It's like sounds boring. It's li- I thought so too because when I watched the logline, I was like, why am I going to watch this? But it's watch eight people in an in a house not speaking to each other. It's a little bit Black Mirror meets a psychological experiment where you're watching the way people think about social media about the way they present themselves to other people the thought process behind texting like it really is the most interesting look and they're all young uh like millennial ish people how would you win uh you you get voted the the most popular oh how would i win i'd be myself you wouldn't use any of your social media strategies that you know I'd probably use pictures of myself that are way prettier than me. But they see you. They live in the house with you. No, but you never see each other. You only use photos. It's only like a social media profile that they see. Oh. Yeah. Interesting, right? It's interesting, but I do have to watch this show. How would you present yourself? I, I, I feel like I would do... 
I, I need to know more about the show because it's in a, it's a, it's it's like working at BuzzFeed, really. <laughs> you have a version of yourself uh, that you like, but then you also have to learn how to employ strategies. Yeah. To blow your vids up. Well, so here's the 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 caveat to it is that you can come into the circle as a catfish playing someone totally different. Yeah, that sounds fun. So you're like trying to weed out who the catfishes are in the show. Yeah, the whole actually, time. I, that was actually one of my ideas. But so do like you think you would come in as like a hot girl with big tits or would you come in as like an older woman? Who with do you think like is the most blanket like writer? Well, I feel like people are also afraid of hurting other people's feelings. So I feel like I would come in as like a sob story. Like I need this money because my orphanage fell apart. Uh, There's we have termites. Yeah, it's very interesting to find out who's going to be the most likable. But then America hates you because they know you trickstered your way. I don't care about America. I want to win the goddamn game. We only care about our confidants. I'm here to win the game. And Barry. Hey, Barry. He's being such a good boy. He likes you. I know he does. Um, and, and on that note of us loving Barry, I would like to take a quick, quick break, Christopher, to not only talk about how much I love my listeners for uh, setting me up with ad reads. All right. But I would like to give a shout out. So last week when I talked about how we don't make any money on this podcast, Jared did something that I thought was so fucking embarrassing where he said, hey, why don't you do that? Why don't you just give people your Venmo and they could like Venmo you what they think the podcast is worth. And I was like, no, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Like, I don't like asking people for money. I don't want to like set up a fucking Kickstarter or like a fucking thing. We raised over $370. That's cool. People Venmoed me. Just thanking me and writing a nice sweet note. So I just want to shout them out really fast. Will you help me read some of their names? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll take turns going back and forth. Ready? Vanessa R. Oh, wow. You messed up on the first one. Alia R. Sarah H. Amy D. Taryn E. Alice G. Jaharis M. Tanya T. Alexa G. Bridget P. Becca S. Caitlin R. Melissa C. Donated $50. So did Lindsay M. Oh my God, Heather R. These are all like literally names of like people I went to elementary school with. Like there's a Caitlin R, a Heather R, and an Alexa G in one in my like third grade class. Wow, how the fuck did you remember that? Because I could say their full names. Jenna S. Dana R. Shannon M. Katie M. Katie. Oh, Alexandria <laughs> C. Mariana G. Mary Lindsay Stop G. Stop reading the damn one. Alexa P. Kylie K. My Alexa keeps going off. Deb W. Bryn M. Adrian W. Lauren G. Taylor H. Emily W. Sarah B. Grace R. Zoe H. Emma M. Virginia M. Delia D. <laughs> Delia D. <laughs> Laura M. Allison H. Stephanie G. Gabriella S. It was Gabriella S. But you guys, that was so incredibly sweet. Every time my phone would light up, I would feel this mixture of like shame and uh, like unbelievable gratefulness. Uh, you guys can Venmo me <laughs> at Chris Reinecker. Or wow. you can cash at me. My cash app name is dollar sign cent of a woman. C-E-N-T <laughs> of a woman. But with the dollar sign, Did you seriously? it looks like cent of a woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a pretty great. I think just if you appreciate my cash app name, <laughs> throw me some money. Wait, what? Can you believe cash app is different from PayPal, which is different from Venmo? Can we talk about this? 
Can you <laughs> there are different companies me? doing almost the same thing. Okay, listen. Last thing before we go into an ad read. Okay, because because people did that and they Venmoed me, I got an ad another ad read. Like you my confidant, you're the reason why I get to keep doing this and I get to pay Brooke and I get to like not stress out over this. It's them. And I get paid nothing. Scent of a woman. Um I wanted to just quickly, because of our last episode was about IVF, fertility, egg freezing, and pregnancy. I wanted to quickly give a read about uh a woman named Sassy Cassie who sent us a DM saying uh that they are designing super cute shirts to help raise money for their ivf treatments so i'm gonna put their link in their bio uh that is about case cassie and eric's ivf journey and they make these like very comfy looking i can and i will shirts uh they're cute to check out so i would just check out their thing so that they can get IVF. Come on, confidants, let's rally together. If we can raise $300 from my dumbass who's doing nothing but sitting on my couch and talking every week, let's try and help someone have a baby. Um, and then, all of that to say, here comes our ad read. And you won't believe who this company is. When they said that they were going to give me an ad read, I about shite, shited my pants, okay? Will you be my product holder? <sighs> I'm not getting paid no. to do but ads. Just you hold, know how I feel about ads. Throw, hold this I made a whole box. series about how I feel about ads. Oh, well, sorry you're partaking in this, but not sorry. Guys, this is for Glossier. Can you believe that is like the most gorge, very popular, very hot. Like I did not know I was cool enough to be sponsored by Glossier. And I am here to talk about, ooh, are you ready for this? Their milky jelly cleanser which is a conditioning face wash and i don't know if you can see chris but look how beautiful my skin is it looks beautiful thank you and that's because i have been using glossier's milky jelly wash i mean when i think about skincare i am constantly thinking about the quality of ingredients its effectiveness and a lot of brands make my skin kind of dry i have very mixed uh, combination skin. It's dry in some places. It's oily in others. I sweat very easily. So my skincare routine is incredibly important, which is why I love Glossier because they believe that beauty starts with skin first, Chris. Makeup second. Okay, because if you got like a rough, if you got a nasty tree trunk, you ain't gonna have a beautiful tree. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take care of the trunk and the roots and the ground and the soil below, which is why I love the Milky Jelly Cleanser. It is a luxurious creamy gel formula that makes washing your face an elevated experience. Just feel fancy. The packaging is gorgeous. I feel like I'm in like a beautiful cloud every time I am using it. It washes away excess oil, dirt, and makeup. It's gentle on your eyes and great for all skin types. It's got really beautiful packaging. I cannot trust that enough. I kind of just want to keep the packaging on my makeup counter because it makes me feel like I'm in a beautiful, fancy store. Um, the Milky Jelly Cleanser is one of Glossier's top-selling products, People are obsessed because in 2015, Glossier asked the community, like, y'all, what's your dream face wash like? And they took all the responses and went to work. And a year later, the Milky Jelly Cleanser was released. So I want you to get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself, my confidants, by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash Kelsey. And you can learn more and take a quiz to find out about your ultimate Glossier skin routine. Plus all new customers will get 10% off the 10% off your first order on Glossier.com slash podcast slash 
Kelsey, a girl got her name in there. Again, that's Glossier spelled G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R. There's an R. Dot com slash podcast slash Kelsey Dare. Certain exclusions applies. Thank you, Glossier. Dead ass, y'all. I've been using. They sent me this other product, which is called. Wait, I think you're holding it. The Super Bounce, which is the hyaluronic acid, and Future Dew. This isn't part of the po- the ad anymore, but look. Any face lotion? Any face lotion? Right now. This will make your skin look so dewy. I'm putting it on, Chris. First of all, it smells really good. <gasps> look, you're effing glowing without looking sweaty. You look like pregnant. You're Thank just you. you're just dewy. It's a really nice compliment. I look pregnant. And it smells so fresh. It smells like I'm at a spot. Okay, the ad reads over. I'm sorry. Confidence, that's because of you that that was possible. So I just wanted to shout you out. Shout out everyone that sent me Venmo. I can't believe we have sponsors. Let's get to the reason why you're here, Chris. We're here to talk about the end of the world. Yeah, unfortunately. And Bombs Away, which is a show that's coming out on your YouTube channel. It's called Getting Bombs. I'm calling it Bombs Away. Well, that's not what it's called, but that's okay. Thank you so much. Um, Also, before we start talking about the end of the world... I want to talk about a song that's about the end of the world. Can I talk about the song? Fucking sure. Because I have a good story that relates oh, to the show. Okay, go, go, go. Because you, I, I believe I called you one mm-hmm. day just just to chat. Because we do that. Because we're Cause friends. Because we do that. And you were saying that you were you had just heard a song. You were mm-hmm. you were learning a song or something on the piano. And I was like, "What song?" You know, just making conversation. She was like, "The song called If the World Was Ending." <gasps> By J.P. Sachs and what's her name, Lauren? Julia Michaels. Julia Michaels. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know if that's right. It might be I, Julia. I think you're right. I think you're it's right. It's Julia Michaels, really? <sighs> J.P. What is it? J.P. Sachs is his name. If the but world. she's an incredible songwriter, so it might have been yeah, Julia, you're right. Michaels. Julia Michaels. Oh, I yeah. thought she was like the the fat phobic trainer, not the same person. <laughs> no, different person. Okay. But um, can I play it in the background while you talk about it? If you're allowed to on your podcast. Why wouldn't I? Do podcasts have any restrictions with music? I don't know. We played Old Town Road when it first came out. Oh, because it's on YouTube. Got, yeah, it definitely okay, got never flagged mind. on YouTube. I, we will try to sing it and harmonize at, after Chris tells his story. Go ahead. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, w- as I, w- uh, I said, what song is it? And you said, if the world was ending. And I started listening to that song, and I thought it was really good, and I really liked it. It's like a piano ballad, <sighs> and it was while I was recording this show. I the first day you showed me it, I had a general meeting, or I had a meeting, kind of like a long production meeting about, about it, bombs away, about getting bombed. Bombs and away. so I listened to this song, and it was one of those songs for me that you listen to over and over and over, over again. So and I listened over. like six times on the way there, oh my and god, six times on the way back, and then every time I was driving to set and back from set in the bunker uh, i was listening to this song so in a way this song very much inspired is, your yeah. mood so yesterday it's so beautiful we about it's it. about two people it's a girl and a guy singing and it's about the world is ending and the thing that they're thinking about is each other yeah well it feels like they're like exes or something yeah like and and the lyrics are so fucking beautiful it's like if the world was ending you'd come over right and then he does this dramatic pause and goes right yeah. Oh, it kills me every time. So now Chris and I are going to sing it. Ready? Go. We are. I was distracted and in traffic. I couldn't feel it when the earthquake Ooh. happened. But I'm really trying to remember. Got me thinking. thinking. The night we went out drinking. 
Um, were oh, you no, out drinking? drinking? Were you at the house living room chilling watching television? television? It's, it's been, been a year now. Trying to get out how, how to let it go and let a feeling make them die down. I, I know, know, you know, we know we weren't meant for each, each other, other and it's fine. I know, you know, we know you were down for forever and He's it's fine. He's got a very pretty voice. But if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? I love the world. You'd come over and you'd stay the night. Ooh! Would, would you, you love, love me for, for the hell of it? All, All our fears would be irrelevant. <laughs> if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? Dramatic pause. Right? Ooh! And then the girl comes in like this. If the world was ending, oh, sorry. you'd come I over, jumped. right? Right. And then the girl comes in like this. The night we went out drinking, stumbled in the door and didn't make it past the kitchen. It's just like, okay, so this got me thinking, not only because those are the lyrics, but it got me thinking about if the world was ending. Okay. I think about this all the time because it is my greatest fear. Who would you call? Who would be the first person you tried to reach out to? Whoa. And it can't shit. be it can't be a bullshit answer where you group FaceTime everyone. It has to be one person and you're alone. Say you're at Ralph's buying your ramen noodles. It's got to be your mom, right? Oh, for everyone? That's a bold that's a bold state statey. It's got it's got to be your mom. It's got it's got to be your mom. But what if your mom's Linda choice Dur- isn't Dara. you? My mom's name is not Linda Dara. I know. I'm just joking. Whatever your mom's name is. I would think um, your mom's name is Kathy. No, my aunt's name is Kathy. My oh, mom's well. name is Nina. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed Nina. Yeah, I know. It's Curveball. Curveball. Uh, it's like one of those exotic names that's also not exotic. Yeah, at all. It's like, it's not Especially common. on a white lady. You're like, Nina. 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 Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be my mom. But what if your mom's like calling your dad? And you also get to find out <laughs> if you are going to be someone else's call. Too. Oh, it's like the circle. Oh, the circle <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, I wonder who would call me and who I would call. Would do you think any of your exes call you? None of mine would. Um, I mean, I would be flattered if any of my exes called me. <laughs> The idea of you being like, <laughs> there's literally bombs dropping out of the sky, and you're like, hey, I'm flattered. You <laughs> called me. You up? <laughs> like the fact that you're like, oh, one I'd last little jerk off between. No, um, I mean, a lot of people have bad relationships with their exes. I, I don't have me bad either. relationships Only one with my and they exes. Know who they are. I, I, like, I consider a lot of like exes to feel like like family members in a way like people that used to be part of my family Ew, that used to fuck yeah but like hot (laughs) like i mean if i i don't know i'm allowed to be transparent this is my story right (laughs) like i'm thinking about my my jessica who i dated for years oh i love jessica Jessica too and when i and i like i'm i watch her instagram story she's on the campaign trail right Mm -hmm. now with andrew yang she was with kamala harris yeah i get so excited for her i'm like so proud of her that's that's when you know you're you've been through an adult ass relationship is when you can find happiness for the other person at the end of it all yeah unless they were like an abusive piece of shit if it ended amicably or like even if it didn't end amicably, I think like I went into rehab right after I went through my, one of the worst breakups I went through and I like never hated the person, even though it was the worst heartbreak of my life. I still, at the end of the day, walked away being like, I hope that person finds happiness, even though 
I'm fucked up because of it. (laughs) Where's betterhelp.com? 10% off. The podcast is getting really quiet for a while because I'm fucked up. I was fucked up about it. But who's yours? Um, who? I mean, it's Jared, obviously. Yeah, because he's listening to the podcast. He doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, it's Jared, but if I'm with Jared, like if we're together in the home with Barry and our cats, <sighs> oh god, who is the other? I mean, I, my mind is just like I got. It's got to be family, right? Well, I also had a woman who raised me, but she has her own kids, so she'd be fine. I got another end of the world question. What? Okay, so let's say a nuclear bomb is dropped. Yeah. Because nuclear bombs will can yes drop some facts drop yeah. some heat that isn't a bomb did you Dude, did you feel me it, there is an amazing video I mean I don't I hate to no I'm happy to plug other nuclear education there's an amazing video by that German YouTuber I think his name was like Kirksog or something like that mm-hmm. he's he makes a lo- you've seen his videos mm-hmm. and he makes something about what would happen if a nuclear bomb was dropped in a city. And uh, it's what terrifying. It's terrifying because if it was dropped in the middle of the city, you'd be like, you'd turn to dust right like away. Like if it was dropped in like Santa Mons, if it was okay. dropped in Santa Mon, we would not be okay. We would slowly die. <gasps> we would all have radiation poison. Uh, like we- um, Chernobyl. Yeah, it would be like Chernobyl. I don't know if radiation poisoning is. So let me let me explain okay. the background of the show before I drop facts on nuclear weapons. The background of the show is that. Hey, I'm a regular guy. I don't know about nuclear. So I talk to the head, you know, I talked to an MIT professor. I talked to a guy who worked in the White House on nuclear policy. I talked to a person who studies, uh, who has this uh, website called Beyond the Bomb about how (gasps) nuclear affects communities uh, more than just the science of it, how it affects marginalized communities and and women and, you know, like, and, how it links into intersexualism and stuff like that. I have so a I question. So I talked to all these interesting people, but my really my take because I really wanted it to be for the average person, I don't I'm not an expert. That's much like this podcast. I have a question. What is a nuclear bomb? What is a nuclear bomb? Because don't lots of places have it or they have nuclear weapons? I'm I am so confused so not, about this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is why I wanted to do a little studying because I shot this a couple months ago. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted we to bring my prepare computer. Prepare our guests. Well, yeah. I mean, so we we have over fifteen hundred nuclear bombs. We Three, as America, America, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, and a nuclear bomb can wipe out a whole city. Yes. Yes, definitely. It can wipe out a whole city. It would co- it would only take 311 nuclear bombs to blow up essentially the entire world and to nuke every Why single city in the world. Why do we need 1500? Richard Richard Dawson has this quote that is Who's he? He's a scientist. Okay. He has a quote that says we're it's like we're in a garage that's full of gasoline and we're arguing over who has more matches. Whoa. And why it, aren't we just why aren't we getting rid of the nuclear bombs? Because because that's kind of what we're doing. We're we're trying to say we're the biggest military in the world. We have three times the size of anyone else's. But if it only takes three hundred eleven to blow up the world and completely destroy society more? forever, why do we have fifteen hundred? On top of that, it's costing billions and billions and billions of dollars to maintain the nuclear weapons why? every single year because it's floating in gas well, or something. Well, no, I mean you need we got to make sure we're taking care of the nukes. So like, <laughs> you know, nu- like it doesn't. Where are they? Uh, they're all over the country. There's there's one episode where um, 
this this guy named Pete Carroll tells me about visiting That's a nuclear That's the name site. of USC's football coach. <sighs> Carry on. <laughs> Did I just say his name instead of Pete Carroll? I think his name is Pete Carroll. Okay. I hate that you don't edit on this because then I can, when I'm saying facts, I, I want to be able to edit. When you self-produce a podcast, this is the amount of work I can give. Um, Pete Carroll said a quote. Uh, well, he was at a nuclear site and um, there was a hole that he was at the edge of that they tested a nuclear bomb at. And he said that. That was the moment when it turned from kind of a scientific thing in his head to like a gut feeling of like, uh-oh, this is fucked up. So you said they're all over the country. Do we know where they are? Um, there are nuclear test sites all around, and you can look them up. But there used to be a lot more. I and feel like have have like people driven past them and you would never know? Yes. Because they're so underground? Some of, them, some of them, there's a story about... Um, which is on, so I'm dropping this YouTube series, but it's all, I'm also dropping longer versions in a podcast mm -hmm. called getting bombed <laughs> in a, in a, I'm doing a larger form in a podcast. And I believe this story makes it in one of the podcasts is that there is a, um, a nuclear test site that was disguised as a dog food factory. What? Don't and bring Barry into this. <laughs> and it's slowly the community started being affected by a lot of diseases and stuff. And then they realized that this dog food factory was actually a nuclear testing Stop. site. Stop. And it was leaking out poise. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a, there's a lot of examples of human error. Like that example that we talked about at the beginning where that person sent out the text message to everybody on the Island about how there was, um, the fact that bomb that's like coming. one button that someone, there's presses. another one where, like, there's 19-year-olds that are going down into, you know, that are employed by the military who are going down to do maintenance on these nuclear weapons. And one of those 19-year-olds could make a mistake and we could all be gone. Oh, there's what do you mean they could make a mistake? Are they not protected enough that a 19-year-old can go down there and go boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 and yeah. it shoots off? There's a story that we go over. Uh, not that it shoots off, but that it explodes or that it <gasps> slowly starts leaking. Oh, like if or they that it leaks trip, into the groundwater. Or if they're smoking a cigarette and they flick it the wrong way and it and it blows up the entire... <laughs> I don't know exactly, <laughs> but I like, like that. That's like a movie scene. Yeah, I like that one. Whoa, so we're um, trusting kids we're teenagers to yeah. clean up and maintain our nuclear weapons and on top of it there's a nut there's this no other offense because when i was 19 i thought i knew everything well there's this other amazing story about how um you know it, it there, just security is not what we think it is we just put all this faith that there are security experts and you have to realize that these are just regular people Ooh. who join the military so Yikes. there's one guy who has a fitbit on and he's in um he's abroad in the middle east and um and he joins a social media site to like share his fitbit knowledge but they also share his location. <gasps> so people, th so enemies of that pick up on that and try to find out where he is and where our nuclear weapons are based on that. There's just so many what things that aren't secure. There's so, there's so much that you have to consider from how it's affecting, how it could affect you, how it is affecting communities and how easy it might be for if there is a, person who is mentally unstable in <gasps> power can't think of an example no, of me that neither, not one but about how easily it would be but here's to my question really destroy is, humanity don't you like people joke that there's like a piece of paper folded up in the president's desk that has like the nuclear codes that's not on a it. joke that's, it's true it's called the nuclear football and a secret agent a secret service agent has a briefcase on him all times called the what? nuclear football and at any time the president can open that up 
put in the codes. Fuck off. And you could launch a He's weapon. the only person that has that power. He doesn't have to check with other people. No. And the Secret Service agent just has to let him. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. So what the first episode, which is one of my favorite stories of bomb bombs of away. Getting bombed. They uh the expert tells a story about when Nixon was the president when he was going through an impeachment trial. <gasps> Again, I don't know if President like this. Don't understand. But he um, he was getting drunk. He was kind of an alcoholic. Oh, he was getting drunk and he was going, you know, what if we bombed Cambodia right now? That would get people to start focusing on that. On what about Cambodia? Well, instead of the impeachment trial. Oh, it my would make God. so many waves. A distraction. It would be a good distraction. So he's there's these talks about Shut how he's roaming the, the halls, up. talking to the portraits and like and. Henry Kissinger, who's his secretary of state, is like grabbing the nuclear football and being like, can we not um, give it to this guy? So there were Whoa. sane people around him going like, don't let him have this. But partially it was because he was drunk. I just can't believe we would give one person that much power. Yeah. And and like I thought there was a system where it's like everyone in the room has to go thumbs up, boss, before yeah. they hit the big it's red not, button. It doesn't need to be like congressionally approved so then do you guys in the series talk about the beef between north korea and the u.s north korea definitely comes up and it comes up more so in those longer podcast episodes those longer podcast episodes are great because they go a little more in depth and some of my favorite stories because we animate them in the youtube series which it's is awesome. so it makes it so much more easy to understand yeah what you see some in of them are really yeah. cool stories that unfortunately like the nixon animating the nixon story was so fun yeah that there are some other stories that don't get animated mm -hmm. but they're so good that I, I really want people to also listen to the podcast if they can it's just something that we definitely should be talking about and especially especially in this like presidential cycle. Uh -huh. It's not even something we bring up. No. But you also have to know that back in the 80s, we actually had about, uh, we, ha we had hundreds and hundreds, maybe even over a thousand more nuclear weapons than we do now. What happened to them? We started standing up and we started saying, the people gathered oh. together. I was like, what did activists, that do? <laughs> activists, people started letting their voice be heard, saying, we think this is unsafe. We think nuclear is bad. We think we need regulations and environmental regulations, and we need to curb this. Holy and shit. it worked. And they, what they, how do you get rid of a nuclear weapon? Well, you slowly deactivate them and shut them down and stop maintaining them. But right now we have 1,600 active nuclear weapons. That is, so do we maybe have launch. secret ones that are like still being built all the time probably? Yeah, we have some that are being built, some that are being maintained. Because the, the, the technology, I imagine, has to evolve. And the poisons and the chemicals and the weapons and shit gets upgraded, I'm sure, all the time. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's a pretty destructive force as it is. Here's so my the safety <sighs> measures might be moved up, but but yeah, the 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 maintenance is that like you said, the maintenance is definitely costing us billions of dollars every year. I always had a question, and maybe this is me being an idiot, but like in movies, they would be like, "Target that small town," and they'd put a red box over it, and then they'd hit a button, and somehow a a fucking bomb would land exactly in that spot. How does that happen? How do we get a weapon? Do they put it up in a plane and they have to physically fly over it? So don't we have like seven minutes to like brace ourselves and go into our bunkers? Or is it one of those things where you hear about like launch tests all the times where you can launch it from a boat or the ground and it just... How the fuck does a bomb get from North Korea to where would they go? Washington, LA, New York? There's so many things. A, you should know 
that the show is kind of like this, where you, I'm just the way that you're talking wildly. is the way that I talk. <laughs> okay, okay. And I just go kind of like, I don't know, this is what I've heard. Yeah. And they give me scientific answers. And so I'm going to get tell you what I've learned, but right. I'm not going to claim to be an expert. An expert. Well, this is a they, podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know Land-based, and they have sea-based, uh-huh. and they have air-based missiles. What so about some fire-based? Things are dropped. <laughs> Wind based. <laughs> some things are dropped. Some things are underwater. Whoa. Some are sho- uh, shot underwater and some are shot from the land. So you could um, technically go underwater and hit like a coastal city? Uh, yes. And also, you, you're you right in that we would have some time. We would know it's coming. How would we know it's coming? Because we have a lot of you know radar in the air to go, oh, there's a missile coming. But also keep in mind that like... Like, how many times have we tested shooting a nuclear bomb out of the air? I don't know how many. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know either. Because is it, is there it like might be some instances which are classified because they didn't want to scare everybody. Oh, but not shit. that many. We but don't know it, how well it, these systems work. Is it hard work. to do it? The best way is to avoid this altogether. And then my other thing is you said, do we, will we have time to get in the shelters? You know all those bomb shelters and everything? Those things don't mean shit. Those Why? things won't work at all. What? Think about when it, when a bomb goes off in a city, it's going to it's going to you're almost lucky if you're one of the people that it goes off right next to you because you're instantly killed. Oh, because damn. then the the people Savage. imagine imagine if it did drop in Santa Monica and this wave of radiation came out and all of a sudden we are getting like melted. sick and melted and then we go well, let's go to the hospital and then you realize <laughs> everyone's going to the yeah, hospital. The doctors the hospital. are experiencing yeah. this. It would be the most insane form of chaos that you oh could ever imagine. Oh my god. I would straight imagine. up pop open a bottle of wine. I would sit on Jared's dick and, and I would pet Barry. And you'd loop JP Sachs. <laughs> over <laughs> and over. Yeah, cuz cuz that's all you can do. I would eat cake. But I, I the like Ooh, I I'm said gonna go the get most a cake after this. That sounds good. Let's go get cake. Yeah, but not those cupcakes. No, birthday. Cooks, no, how dare love. you talk about my cookies on this podcast, you fucking asshole. But let's go get like birthday cake from okay. Ralph's after this. Uh, interesting choice. Okay. Uh what were we talking about? Well, oh, we had moments, but the bomb shelters don't mean anything. The bomb shelters aren't going to work. Like nothing is going to work. Well, then why do and they also, claim to have a secret? As soon as you get out, you're going to have, you're going to have You'd that old radiation happening on you. I, I did a lot of um, scenarios. I like to almost with every single person I interviewed, I think they all made it in. I went like, okay, so Say I'm, I'm <laughs> underground in Brooklyn and somebody I love is in Queens. And I need to tell them I love them before they die. But a bomb is dropped in Manhattan. What's going to happen? What do they say? They're like, you're all dead. No! They're like, she's dead immediately. No. You're not dead immediately. But as soon as you You try to get out of that subway, you're going to die. But what if I never leave my apartment? Can no. radiation leak yep. through the vents? Absolutely. What if I tape up the vents? No. Can radiation leak through the yes. walls? No, it, it would penetrate all this. Ooh, say that again. It would penetrate all of this. So what would be what it's like what? it's like Trump saying that he puts puts aerosol in his hair, but the but it's inside, so it's not hurting the environment. Shit, it's he's like, fucking dumb. It is hurting the environment. But bro. okay, so then my question is I have a few. Yeah. What do we do as listeners of this podcast to inform ourselves besides listening to Bombs Away? So that was one of my big <laughs> questions. There's a site called Beyond the Bomb that is really educational. And then I, I that's that's kind of what my question has been right now is like I want to start this conversation. But is it and too I want big? more people talking about it because 
we have reduced our nuclear weapons by half because of activism. And why haven't we sent them? We haven't. We ha- in the age of the internet, there hasn't been a movement to stop it because we're too worried about. Well, what if I want to be called? <laughs> in my opinion there's her. sometimes bigger issues so it's like climate change all you're either like about balls deep in it because you realize the ramifications or you don't care because you're like what's on asos today yes and climate change could kill us all in 50 years which is huge and which is <laughs> i'm gonna have a climate is, change expert on, which is terrible and which is something that needs our dire attention but a nuclear bomb could kill us all in 15 minutes so when you say kill us all how far does a nuclear bomb spread like if someone came and dropped one in the middle of america how long would it take for people on coastal cities to go there's like there's so you, you, no or would they so drop multiple? We wouldn't be affected if it was dropped in the middle of America. We wouldn't be. But why the would they? The air just, would not be affected. So, but they wouldn't. We'd just be affected bomb, in a lot of ways. They wouldn't obviously. just bomb the middle of America. They would bomb like multiple cities. They'd probably bomb a city, uh, and then if we Who's retaliated, they, by the way? they could be Iran, Iraq, Russia. Um, Who's you know, our the biggest UK fear? Them. Iran and Russia and uh, the UK and Not sorry and North, North Korea, Korea. The oh, okay. Iran and North Korea. See, I don't have any excuse on this podcast for stumbling. It's not like I'm high. Stop being nervous. Our our listeners are uh, allow space for us to learn and grow. Cool. This is a very safe potty. Well, you know, I do want to spread this knowledge, but I also did do record a show a month ago where <laughs> I did get drunk and have these well, conversations. I, again, like so I, I want to know all the facts I yeah, can, but, but I know that I don't. It's not something you're thinking about on a day-to-day basis because, again, like I would think I would fucking go have full-blown existential panic if when I started to think about being here when the world ended. What are the what are the what what are the chances it's going to happen soon? So or the, how is everyone keeping their so, fucking dicks in their pants? So every what year, if Trump slapped the big red button with his little tiny cock? Y- you actually are weirdly bringing up really interesting subjects. The <laughs> second the second episode of getting bombed is um, with this awesome feminist uh, nuclear activist called named uh, Yasmin Silva, mm-hmm. and she uh, talks about how the nuclear priesthood as they call it Ooh, hot! and with the, the time when a woman got into the nuclear priesthood and how it's uh, really a, a pissing contest uh <sighs> they refer to it as a pissing contest yeah they refer to the nukes as you know as orgasmic and wow. they, they, they refer to them like dicks wow and so it's just interesting how much you're tapping on all the subjects that we so like when it is a dick measuring contest like do will this happen soon should we be fucking worried sorry so there is a um there's a doomsday clock every year i just saw the one that, that it, just passed it right just got reset on january 23rd and it is only five minutes till midnight i believe which means that we're at a bigger threat of the world ending than ever before wait what do you mean it's five minutes to midnight i thought doomsday clock was when like some dumbass like two minutes to midnight it was just released on on night but i thought the doomsday clock was like some dumbass religious organization that was like we predict the world's gonna end here no it's it's an organization of nuclear scientists shut the fuck up that's the opposite of what i thought it was yeah of, of scientists you look it up let's look it up but what what does it represent it represents all of the threats to humanity. So, uh, primarily, that's nuclear. A hundred seconds and, to midnight. And climate change. Yeah, it's less than two minutes to midnight. I'm so sorry. I said five minutes. But wh- I'm confused. What this does? What? What? 
what is this? It's it's a website that's thebulletin.org that lists nuclear risk, climate change, disruptive technologies. So are those the three biggest things we as a human race should be worried about? Yes. Yes. About being about the end of the world in that way. Yes. Oh, this site is terrifying because it also looks sort of propaganda-y. Like I, there's ads popping up. It's um. Let's well, like a news site. You know what I mean. So uh, it's a hundred seconds to midnight. To what? What does that mean? A hundred seconds to midnight. What? What means? What is a hundred seconds to midnight? Midnight. It would be the end of the world. And so, you know, it might have. I, I believe last year it was like two minutes to midnight. Let's see. On, in twenty eighteen, it was two minutes to midnight. In twenty seventeen, it was two and a half. Minutes but what? To what do you mean two and a half minute, minutes? It's to because midnight? it's because the. Oh, threats. it says right here. Yeah. What is the what is the doomsday clock? The doomsday clock is a design that warns the public about the fuck about how close we are to destroying our world with dangerous technology of our own making. It is a metaphor, a reminder of the perils we must address if we are to survive on the planet. That's hilarious that we run our li scientific life by a metaphor because why don't we just change the clock why don't we go mm, let's make a digital one that has 75 hours in a day I, I mean i i think it's a you know it's it's a pretty apt metaphor it's just showing that like it's dire and we we don't have really time to god damn it so you're telling me i am probably statistically going to be on the earth when the world ends that's an interesting question. Because that has been since the day I was born. That was my first thought. I mean, un unless we start doing something. Yeah, that's what okay, it looks like. I get the activism will come in the end. But what the fuck? Chris? No, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about climate change, too. But I'm, I'm <sighs> afraid for my like niece. I'm like, you're oh. definitely going to see the end of the world. I guess I don't have anyone that's like younger than me that I care about. Yeah, I'm like, you're you're. You're going to see the end of the world. That's really scary. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to see so many beautiful things that we get to see. Cause Life is precious. Yeah. And 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 you can see, I, I love how I'm like perfectly plugging all four of the episodes. But, of but the away. fourth one, getting bombed. The fourth one is, um, he kind of explains the history. It actually probably should be the first one. I don't mm -hmm. know if we're going to change the order. But he explained, this awesome MIT professor um, explains the history kind of in in acts almost of mm -hmm. like original sin all the way through what happened in in the 70s and 80s is when we actually like took charge and went hey this isn't cool mm -hmm. we need to start regulating this and just seeing how much the people were able to change nuclear policy in this country and all around the world made me hopeful mm. especially because i'm i haven't seen that conversation on social media no. happen yet and it's like we have this awesome platform of like think about the movement of something like me too and how it changed yeah. the world and and think about what we could do well, if we were what's talking the, a what's little the more. hashtag to even look up nuclear security what's nuclear safety like what do we even get involved in maybe we call it hashtag getting bombed you know what do you mean bombs away hashtag bombs away if you want to um okay so wrapping i like hashtag bombs away because it's like put those bombs away oh that is cute okay you know y you could pay me later for that yeah you can take some i've been thinking money. about that because obviously i'm releasing this in two weeks and i've been i've been trying to figure out you know maybe you have some ideas um i heard you were at a really successful uh internet site for a while oh yeah i can't recall the um, name but yeah I did but work there. but i'm trying to think of ideas oh my god like i was trying to think of ideas <laughs> of um 
of of how to get this conversation started yeah. and trending and because it's it scary feels, it feels it's really something it, it feels overwhelming like we talk i mention a lot on this podcast how yeah. sometimes it's like there's too many fucking things happening that i'm supposed to care about that i kind of just want someone to look at me and go here's the most important here's how you use your platform and here's how you do it but then it's like i won't have any fucking joy in my life also it sounds like there's like a nuclear something happening outside right now with these yeah, helicopters um, okay, so I want to wrap this up. We've been going for over an hour, which is awesome. Oh, really? I've been trying to make these longer because people have been asking for longer. How? Okay, first of all, after doing this series called Bombs Away, what have you learned that you will do if a nuclear bomb hits? And how can our listeners? Oh my God! What is, is something happening? What if? What if? Like right now? What if my series never got to drop because? I don't what have, is happening? I, it's like a siren. Something is happening like outside. outside of my building. Uh, and how can our confidants get involved in this conversation besides watching your show? Uh, you can go to beyondthebomb.com and they have a lot of they have a lot of ways to get involved. Um, I I also just think having this conversation mm. and starting with one another and informing each other about what the risks of this are is really important. And if that can get in the main, if that can be subjects at, at presidential debates mm. and things that we think of when we're electing officials, mm. and if you can write your representatives, mm. those are huge things. That right? Have what is this? A fucking the fifties? Write your representatives. You can call your representatives. You can Text tweet them. your representatives. Twi- yeah, tweet them. You can do all of that. That's actually probably the biggest thing you can possibly okay. do. That's really because good. Make noise on social it, media. Because if a bomb dropped in your city, there's not a lot you can do. Okay, so let's start the hashtag here. You guys, I want to see you, all my confidants, get out your phones right now. Tweet hashtag bombs away at Chris Reinecker, at Kelsey Dara, and let's start the conversation with your representatives. Hell yeah. Yeah, tag hashtag your representatives too. Bombs away. I um, like this. I'm going to I'm going to extrapolate on what we're oh, thinking of right okay. now. This feels like a brainstorm to me now. Oh boy. Cuz I do want to get this conversation yeah, we should. started. Well, I think and again I'm it's to like figure out what the best way to I do it. I don't even is. know how to care and how to even get started because again like I don't know that it's going to happen in my lifetime so why should I care but of course it's like hello mother nature the world earth we are one cuckoo could you. My final question Chris Reinecker, at Chris Reinecker, that everyone can follow you at yeah. YouTube to watch your show that comes out the eighth yep what would you do if right now a bomb dropped right now call my mom (laughs) (laughs) would you like run to the store and grab cake or like okay actually i have a great question because my question is and don't be uncreative and say the song we've been talking about this whole time what is your end of the world song Probably Imagine by That's the song I have play? it tattooed on me and I just think it's so pretty and it make every time I hear it it puts me in a headspace of like worldliness. Like I feel very connected with the universe when I hear that song. I've been yeah, let me know what your end of the world song Hashtag would be. bombs away. Hashtag bombs away. Hashtag getting bombed. Um I mean I've been thinking about that. If you only had one song left to listen to before the whole world ended, what would it be? It might be Blackbird by the Beatles, actually. Now that I'm thinking oh, about that's it. That's a short song, though. Is it? You only get two minutes now. You only get two minutes, 12 Shit. seconds. I'd put it on repeat on Spotify. It doesn't matter. You only get one song. Fuck. All right. What's yours? Uh, I I think I would probably I would probably say something calming. I would either go The Trappies Swinger by Iron and Wine. Do you know that song? Yeah, Iron and Wine. It's go like with the who. No, that is not how Iron and Wine you're thinking, you're thinking a different band. It's another Iron and Wine song. Is it? Yeah. I feel like 
it's on my sex iron playlist. and why going da, 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 da. <laughs> like there is no iron and wong song that sounds like like every the iron girl song with is like the pearl like if you imitate it like that I would that's a it. good that's a good flightless bird this is what it is i won't play it but um um or moonlight I sonata l- i like I moonlight l- sonata i like that calmness because i would either now that i'm thinking about it i think i was trying to be too emotional with my Beatles song i think i would put on like lizzo good as hell and like oh, fucking I like that. dance around that feels very you yeah i realized that the weirdest song for you to choose would be kanye west i am a god <laughs> uh, you have to just, just listen to that song and imagine that like it's the end of the world and like that you're like naked on top of a hill. <laughs> and it's like, I am a god. I I would Even get though naked. I'm a man of god. I it's, would get immediately. And you're like naked. dancing like tribally. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like. Oh, ah! That actually. It's Barry is freaking it's the out. Worst he song. is like, what is happening? I, mean, right, I, lo- I love this song, but it would be the worst end of the world song. Tweet us at what your end of the world song would be. Also, hashtag bombs away. Tweet at your representatives. Watch Chris's show. Chris, thank you so much for coming on as a non-expert talking about something that you are confidently sure you're not sure about everything with. I am very confidently sure that I'm not Should sure about everything. Should I tell everyone to listen to Wine and Weed? Yeah, go listen to Wine and Weed. We got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash wine and weed, or you can listen to us on Spotify on iTunes or wherever you get your premium podcast. I also want to thank everyone again who donated Venmo that allowed these ads to be possible. You guys really do check out BetterHelp. I use it every week and Glossier is like one of my favorite products. I can't believe I'm cool enough to have them sending me stuff. Also, we are going to be, and I'm so scared and I feel like I'm safe to talk to you about this is like, there's going to be live shows happening soon in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Arizona. I'm so scared, but I'm just putting those little bugs in your ears, confidants. So please come support. And if you live in Chicago and you're like, oh, I want a live show. Well, I'm coming to Chicago on February 14th, Valentine's Day. I didn't know that. We're going to Chicago for All-Star Weekend and me and Stilo are doing a show with some celebrity guests. Oh my God. And the... Tickets should be on sale by the time this drops. Guys, confidants, thank you so much. We will see you guys.